0: Hey there, and welcome to Lively Conversations brought to you by Table 112. Whether you're at the table, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope to inspire meaningful talks about life between parents and teens. Hey, thanks for following along with us. We really appreciate your support. We love hearing back from you, what you're getting out of this, the talks that you and your families are having. So let us know. Let us know when you've had a meaningful talk. We love to hear about that. We are your hosts, The Williams Family. I'm Lexi.
1: I'm Jeremy. I'm Justice.
0: And I'm Dana. It is Christmas time. Do you guys like listening to Christmas music before Christmas? No.
2: Absolutely not. Day of.
0: (laughs) The day of. Yeah. So we are not Scrooges. We do love Christmas. We love decorating for Christmas and all those kind of things. But we are kind of a hard and fast, like, we'll sing Christmas songs on Sundays and then, like, right on the day before and the day of Christmas. (laughs) But that's okay if you're not the same way. We're just, we are all in agreement on that one. So... When it comes to Christmas time, like we, our family has a lot of traditions, as do many families. I'm curious from y'all, what are your favorite Christmas traditions that we have? Fondue. Fondue. All right. Tell our listeners a little bit about the fondue tradition in the Williams family.
3: So there's bread and there's cheese and then there's meat and then there's oil. Yes. Um, yeah, so while Girl. you're waiting for your meat to cook in the oil, you dip your bread and some cheese and then num-num. Then once we're done with that course, ooh, courses, we're getting fancy, um, then we move on to Deserte, um, and we have chocolate sauce, it's pretty lit, um, yeah, we get strawberries and marshmallows, sometimes graham crackers, bananas, um, Yeah, and then we dip those things into the chocolate. Chocolate. I just had a brilliant idea. We go.
1: (sighs) I just had a really brilliant idea. Okay. Marshmallow fluff fondue. Hot marshmallow fluff to dip your stuff into. Oh, without chocolate? No, no, no. Well, like you can do and chocolate.
2: Marshmallow fluff may melt.
0: Yeah, Yeah. it'll melt. That's how it
1: becomes marshmallow fluff.
0: It'll be like a Rice Krispie Treat exactly we do dip rice krispie treats and pretzels into the chocolate all right so let's back up a little bit there that sounds delicious and i'm looking forward to that too justice why don't you tell us like why that's one of your favorite family traditions
2: i mean a the food is always really good and b like we just sit around the table and dinner usually takes about two hours or so
1: fondue takes forever yeah yeah.
2: But I mean, it takes it's a long
0: good, time. So. And every yeah. year, Jeremy tells the you either fondue or you fond don't joke. Exactly. <laughs> it kind of sucks if I'm
3: being honest. <laughs>
1: nobody asked for your honesty.
3: Uh, well, <laughs> nobody asked for your
0: terrible joke. He's a dad, he's also entitled. True. All right. Uh,
1: yeah, I think, I mean, the beauty of it is just that it takes so long and we always laugh and have fun and yeah. everybody's in a good mood because you get to fondue. eat good food. And
3: and then you fond don't tell that joke. Uh, <laughs> Ow.
1: She just slapped her knee.
0: <clears throat> Is it oh, that's a rough? That
1: was a rough joke. knee slapper,
0: <laughs> indeed. What about you, Jeremy? Favorite tradition? Um,
1: gosh. So the tradition that I think I enjoy the most, and it it comes from my childhood and I brought it into our family after Dana and I got married, is uh, to read the Christmas story from the Bible, usually the book of Luke, on Christmas morning before we start to open presents. And uh, my dad always did that for us growing up. My dad, (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, for us growing up. And it's something that I used to dread as a little kid because it was like, why is there this delay? getting into opening presents and then as i got older i understood the significance of it and it just helps to kind of prioritize your thoughts and that sort of thing for uh what christmas is about
3: we felt the same way
2: (laughs) yeah i was about to say i felt the same way but like as i've gotten older it's kind of like i mean the presents aren't going anywhere we're
1: already hanging out might as well get something out of it and the truth is it takes like three minutes it feels but it like feels 30. like a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it was an eternity when, you <laughs> when read I was, it was all- a kid I was like why is he reading the Bible for like 30 minutes <laughs> but he was only reading Luke chapter 2 which is about 60 verses so like it's a long Bible chapter but it's not the end of the world
0: so that kind of brings us to this idea that sometimes our traditions they get a bad rap when whether you're a little kid who's eager to dig into the pile of presents or yes. or you feel like Tradition is just old school, like what are the things that make us want to push away traditions. The time that it takes, okay, yeah, it takes a it... lot
3: of time.
2: Uh, sometimes a tradition can have like a memory mm-hmm. of someone who you might have like you might not be talking to anymore, so it might be like a bad memory. Yeah, and then if it happens again,
0: so the, yeah, the, thing, like, the negative mean, associations is that what yeah. you're just saying? Yeah.
1: If you're talking about traditions that span generations, the next generation or even the third generation, and and these may be like actual generations or they may be like a group of students in a class. But as you go down through those generations of tradition, the later generations may not understand the significance of that Mm -hmm. tradition. It may have just become a habit that without understanding the reasoning behind it, it's just something you do. And so it may seem pointless until you understand uh, the reasoning
0: behind it. So we might push it away because we don't understand the meaning behind it. Right. If there's a meaning, yeah. Is there any cure for that? for wanting to push traditions away. And I'm not talking about, I mean, some traditions are probably actually not awesome, you know? Uh, We've talked about ones that we've enjoyed, but I think that tradition can have a a negative side when it overshadows God's ways or God's word. Scriptures are pretty clear about that. Is there anything that we can do to point our tradition in the right direction? Make sure that it's a useful and helpful thing to do. Uh,
2: I think it's kind of the same thing so if you want your tradition to, like, have a purpose, in it, if that makes sense, it's kind of like wanting to be more efficient in something that you do. You have to take a step back, look at why you do it, and look at how you can change it to make it more effective.
0: Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Totally. Uh, I didn't share my favorite tradition, which I would agree with you guys. I love the fondue tradition, but I'm going to pick a different one for the sake of this discussion. One of my favorite traditions is decorating the tree together. And this year I put the tree up early. And then save the actual decorations for when we were all together during Thanksgiving break. And I kind of laughed because I got a little bit of pushback that it takes so long. It takes like four hours it to decorate. It only took 30 minutes. It only took 30 minutes. But uh, part of that process for us is retelling the stories of our family. Like we got this ornament when Justice was born or when Lexi was born. or when How they-
1: fat they were when they were little babies. <laughs> but
0: we didn't do that this time as much. I, well, I as was, much.
3: No, I was it's saying we it were quickly complaining, because you were complaining.
0: But you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I tried to edit the tradition a little bit so that you didn't have to be there for the the fluffing and the lighting of the tree, and all we had to do was put the things on the tree. Today. I hate
1: fluffing the tree.
0: <laughs> so you, um, so you made
3: it shorter so we wouldn't complain. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
0: I tried to be more efficient so that we could focus on the meaningful part of it, which is not like preparing the tree, but it is going through the process of talking about those family stories and trips that we've been on. And we've got souvenirs from vacations and mission trips and things like that. We had hot chocolate and we always make hot chocolate. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's just important for like... Keeping the tradition relevant. You know, the people who are participating in the tradition need to understand why they're doing that thing mm-hmm. and then making sure that it still makes sense to keep doing that thing. And so, you know, for our family, it made more sense to streamline that a little more this year instead of putting up the tree and all of that on the same day because we were traveling the weekend before Thanksgiving. Justice was coming home for Thanksgiving. And so, just wanted to make sure we made the most of our time. So, we adjusted that a little bit to make it make more sense instead of living by the kind of the law of here's how we always do the Christmas tree decorating.
0: Jacob Clifton said this tradition ties us all upward into our family trees and down into the families that are still being created. I think that was a really interesting quote for me as the mom and the one who's I deem myself like the maker of the magic at Christmas time. And some of that has come from when Jeremy and I got married, trying to establish we didn't live near family. And so trying to establish like, what does it look like when our family celebrates together? And then we were combining his family, but also my blended family and traditions from that. So we we brought down things from from everywhere. And then we added in our own, which is funny to me because that's the guys love. So the fondue one. And so there's we've been, but also like who we're becoming. So I want to know from maybe a couple of you, how has tradition helped you feel more connected? And it doesn't necessarily have to be holiday traditions, although that's totally on topic right now. So
3: in elementary school, every Valentine's Day, we would like give out our Valentines and stuff. And it just made me my classmates whenever we did that because we would always make our cute little box and then the teacher would call three people to get up and add the things to the boxes and so
0: yeah how did that help you feel more connected to the other students
3: I just felt like I knew them better once I got gifts for them and got to give my gifts to them yeah so it's kind of like Christmas but more lovey-dovey I guess (laughs) sorry that was annoying I won't do it again
2: So this isn't a tradition I've done for a long time, but we just had Secret Santa um, with the lacrosse team and they do it every year, ever since the lacrosse team was like brought together.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And I think it's, it was just a really cool time to get together as a team and I guess
0: bond. Yeah. I'm sure that since it's your first year on that team, that helped you feel connected to the teams that have gone before you. Yeah, for sure. You're kind of handing something on.
2: Yeah. And I mean, it's none of the gifts were expensive or anything too crazy. It was just kind of like, oh, yeah, here's something I thought you'd think was funny.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. How have traditions informed your values or knowing what's important?
1: This is going to be like super Sunday school, I think, for me. But growing up, we always went to church and it was never really an option to not go to church. And so like and the church that we went to, there was like three services on a Sunday and they were all different. And we went to all of them every Sunday. And so like Sunday morning church was three hours and we just knew like it was never even a thought to not go. So going to church became something that was important to me and valuable to me. And then, you know, even becoming a a leader in the church and going off to Bible college to learn how to do that for other people. Just my parents being consistent in that teaching us about, uh, having a relationship with Christ, but, it you know, very much the tradition was going to church. And so not that that accomplished anything for us specifically, but it definitely shaped who I am.
2: Okay, this is going to be like very stretch of a uh, analogy, but on our birthday, we always measure our heights. And like that growth is kind of like to me, I just thought of this. It like kind of symbolizes like a real Mental growth, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So yeah, something like that. Just yeah, just becoming more mature and then becoming an adult, where you may stop physically growing, but like maturing smarter.
0: So you're you're saying that by marking your height on the wall, that our family taught you that growth was important. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. So what about tradition? How has it given you a sense of like identity or belonging?
1: I, don't know. I mean, what about you? Why don't you answer that? Yeah, one? Yeah, I
0: guess I haven't answered any. So in our family, we, when I grew up, we watched certain movies together over and over and we had similar like inside jokes and stuff. And there was something about sharing those things that we thought were funny or experiences that would remind me that I was a Bodren and that I belonged and, yeah, I'm not sure that those are like really specific examples of traditions, but
2: No, actually that makes
1: 100%. But you have like you can like, quote those movies with your brother and sister, you can Yeah. you know, make those jokes with your dad and laugh about you know, whatever it was.
0: Right. When the Back to the Future 2 date came and went, we were all sharing memes with each other because, you know, that was that was a date in the future that mattered to us and we cared about it. So kind of nerdy, but Hey, that's us. I'm going to link in the show notes to a blog that talks about having to do and to don't lists for the holidays. And I thought that was a really good idea. And actually I've been having conversations with justice and Lexi around this because, you know, as, as I said earlier, I'm the maker of the magic. And so that takes a lot of energy and sometimes finances and things like that. And I really want to make sure that as our family chooses what we're doing and what we're not doing, that the things that we do matter, that we're not just being wasteful uh, on those kind of things. And so I actually really loved that idea of making a to don't list. Uh, and so this, this week I texted both kids when we were not with each other and just said, hey, on a scale of one to 10, what do you think about this tradition? What do you think about that tradition? Just so that I could kind of measure what mattered to them. And actually, uh, we've decided this year to let go of a tradition that we've had since the kids were born. I can't tell you how many Christmases I've stressed about trying to make sure that I could find in the right sizes and the right design and all that kind of stuff. And it's
1: not just for the four of us. It's no, it's extended family. For grandpa and, and for brother and sister-in-law and daughter and niece. And
0: And I'm telling you, like, I feel like this little weight has been lifted because if it doesn't matter to everybody else that much, then I'm not going to put pressure on myself to do it. So cool. a little thing to think about is maybe like, what things do you want to do and what things lift you up and Draw you closer to one another and to God, and then what things maybe actually pull you away from the things that you care about. Lexi looked shocked. Why? Do they still have the duck?
1: What? What? Matt and Karina Uh, used to have a duck pet.
0: (laughs) Oh. That was so random. Do they still have it? I don't know. I'll have to text them and ask them. I don't think so. But
3: I feel bad asking. Like,
0: what if it died? As we get ready to turn over the lively conversation to you and your family, we want you to consider this verse as you talk. David wrote an acrostic poem that might have been a way for older generations to teach the younger ones about who God is. Letter by letter, like going from A to Z, they would talk about how amazing God is and how we should respond.
3: Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power.
0: With that in mind, here's this week's big question for you to discuss together. How can your family push back against traditions that leave us broke, overwhelmed or tired and instead shape traditions that connect you to God and to one another? Thanks for listening. We will catch you next week at the table. See ya.
2: Bye. Let's get it. I said it differently that time.
1: <laughs> Skadoosh. Let's
2: get it.